Welcome to the Lifehouse Podcast. Our aim is that together we can love God, love others as we walk each step with Christ. We hope you find this message practical, encouraging and life-giving. Be blessed. Good morning, Lifehouse. It is so good to be together again on Sunday morning. I honestly have been missing you guys so much. I realise that it's been 11 weeks now. Can you believe 11 weeks since we've physically been together and, and hanging out? So I've honestly missed you all. We've all missed you, but hope you're doing well. Hope you've been enjoying your life home. Today is Pentecost Sunday. It's Flamin' Sunday. How exciting is that? I can't wait to go and have a barbecue after the service. It's going to be amazing. I love Pentecost Sunday. My whole testimony revolves around when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, which is what happened on on Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday is a good day. It is today. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to read about it as well in Acts. So let's jump straight to Acts 1 and 2. Um, And basically what happens here, Jesus has just ascended to heaven. He's died, he's risen, spoiler alert, and he's been spending time with his disciples. And then afterwards he uh, descends, no, he doesn't descend, he ascends into heaven and the disciples are standing around and they're kind of like watching him and an angel comes along and is like, well, okay guys, you can you can kind of move along a little bit, um, keep going, he's gone. <laughs> so yeah, and, and that's where we pick up. So in, in Acts 1, We're going to read from verse 12 through to verse 14. It says, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those presents, presents? Hmm. Okay. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot and Judas, the son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Man, what a good crew, hey? Amazing. Uh, then after that, uh, you know, they're kind of still hanging out there, they're there in the upper room. And then it says in chapter two, it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Oh, how beautiful is that? I kind of wish we were all together in one place, but yeah, it's okay. Um, Verse 2, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I love that these guys were sitting. They were feasting. You see, the day of Pentecost was also called a Shavuot right which is uh celebrating the the yeah moses receiving the torah um on the mount mount sinai but also celebrating the harvest the bringing in of the harvest and so it was a feast it was a celebration it was a festival and the bible actually says whilst they were sitting the holy spirit came whilst they were sitting around and enjoying each other's company the holy spirit came I think that's just amazing that we're going to be doing that as well after the service. We're going to be sitting around enjoying a flame-grilled barbecue with our friends, with our mates. And I was wondering, I was thinking, I wonder how different it would have been if they had different people in the room. I think their environment was set up so well, which might I add was set up by Jesus himself. He said to his disciples, please, 
don't leave. Don't go anywhere until you receive the Holy Spirit. So go back to where you're staying. Enjoy Shavuot. Enjoy the Feast of Weeks, which is what that is. And, and, and wait until my Holy Spirit comes. And they do that. And, and the environment was set up so beautiful. And I was wondering what would happen if one, they, they did disperse and they went back and, and, and were in isolation. Um, and two, whether the people in the room were actually um, kind of itching to go, itching to leave rather than itching to receive. It was really amazing that they were in a room that, that was filled with good company. They were in a room that was filled with people who, who were hungry for Jesus, who were hungry to, to hear from him. And, and receive from him. They weren't wanting to leave. They were wanting to receive and they were filled with good company. There was good company around the table. There was good company in the room. And I wanted to ask you this morning, who's in your room? <laughs> who's in the room with you? Who's sitting around the table right now? Who are you with? But also in life, who, who are you sitting with? What company are you surrounding yourselves by? There's a line in film that gets used way too much and and the line is we got company you might have heard it I mean it, it's very yeah like I said it's it's overused a little kid will be like dad we got company I don't know if you've heard that Star Wars pulls it out a few times they're like look behind you we got company I wonder if you've ever had one of those moments before where you're kind of cruising along and and things are fine and then someone walks in the room and the scene changes and everything gets turned upside down when you find out that you got company. I remember this time uh, I had a bunch of girlfriends over for a sleepover in year eight. Uh, what a beautiful time. We were braiding each other's hair, we were watching movies, we were chatting, we were having a good time but unfortunately these girls did like a good old goss sesh. They liked a bit of gossip and I remember we were sitting around um, and we were talking about what's going on, you know, all the latest goss and then the conversation unfortunately turned to uh, one of our friends who I'd invited along that night for the sleepover but she couldn't make it and we decided to talk about her. Okay, not my best moment but we were doing that. We were talking about all the things that we didn't like about her and oh my gosh, do you remember she did this? And oh my gosh, it's so annoying. And we were just kind of going for it. We were, yeah, I mean, it wasn't awesome. And I would hope to think that I wasn't brought up like this, but I was definitely talking smack too. I was definitely putting in a piece of my mind. And anyway, the sleepover ended like all good sleepovers do, unless you're married, I guess. <laughs> then that's a forever sleepover <laughs> yeah anyway um it's good anyway so I remember we, we got to school the, the next school day and this girl who we were talking about she comes up to us and she's an absolute hysteric she's like I can't believe you would say that about me why would you say that and we're like I didn't what do you mean like I, I didn't I didn't say anything and then she's like, yes, you did. I heard everything. And right, get this. Little did we realize that on that night, during the sleepover, we had company. One of my friends decides to pull out her pink. 
pink Nokia flip phone and she flipping records the whole conversation. And then she sends it to my friend, right? Who does that? I, when she came up and approached us about her, the whole time I was like, oh my goodness, why? Why did I, why did I do that? I wish I knew that we had company that night. Then I probably would have changed what I said a, a little bit, right? I mean, that's still a bit of a bad perspective and, and zooming out on it now. Really, I, I wish I understood that, that your, your company actually affects your character. And I wish I recognized that the girls that I'd been hanging out with had, had begun to rub off on me a little bit and, and some of what they were doing and the way that they lived their lives and things that they talked about began to rub off on, on me a little bit because character, sorry, company affects character. Company affects character. So I wanna ask you again, who's sitting at your table? Who's in the room? Meaning, who are you listening to? Who are you allowing to shape your character? Who are you allowing to shape your thinking and to shape your mind? Because there's good company and then there's bad company. But also, did you know that within every individual, within every single person, within you, within me, there is good and there is bad. There's the pretty things and there's the ugly things. But the good thing is that we also have the ability to choose between between them. Not one of us are inherently good. We've all got evil inside of us. And I mean, that's evident because otherwise we, we wouldn't need Jesus, right? We've all got good. We've all got bad. And the sooner we can realize that actually I got company, I got some stuff inside of me that's a little bit messy, that's, that's bad, that's not good. The sooner we can actually apply a bit more caution to our lives and we can realize, okay, I'm not above reproach. I could actually mess up. And, and so I, I want to be careful. I want to be careful with who I spend time with because there are some people who are just exceptionally good at drawing out the bad in us. You know those people? As soon as you get in a room with them, they start talking smack. They start bringing up different people and, 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 and they start asking you, you know, what's going on in your world? Like what's going on in, in these people's worlds? They're wanting to bring up things in other people's lives and interrogate and, and judge. You know, the types of people that you feel like, okay, you feel like you can say and do anything around them because they're not going to call you up to a high standard because they're actually fearing that you would reject them if they did. The types of people you feel like you can just do whatever and they'll let it slide. The types of people who, or as soon as you get a text from them or a, or a message or a call, they're saying, you know, let's hang out. You know that if you hang out that you're going to do stuff that you shouldn't. And Paul, he, uh, he quotes a Greek poet called Menander um, in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33. And he says, "Good, sorry, bad company corrupts good character. I'm sure you've heard that said before. Bad company corrupts good character. You see, bad company has a way of drawing out the bad in us. Some people, they mold you to become more like Jesus. And some people, let's be real, they just get mold on you. You know what I'm saying? Company affects character either way. People affect 
affect you and we need to realize that. Spending time with people and not expecting them to affect you is like jumping into deep water without expecting to get wet. Company affects character. Proverbs 20 verse 5, which is one of the main verses that, um, that we're going to be focusing on this morning. Proverbs 20 verse 5, it says, The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. I'm going to say that again. The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but the one who has insight draws them out. There are some people who draw out the purposes of a person's heart. But there are some people who are a bit more like laxatives. And they draw out, you know what I'm saying, like they, they draw out the bad inside of people. <laughs> some people just have a knack for drawing out what's bad. But there are some people who actually have the ability to draw out the purposes that God has drawn into people. And I pray that you and I are those people who will be able to have conversations with other people and spend time with other people and be that good company and actually draw out the purposes that God has drawn in people. There are people who can do that. And I pray that we, that as a church, as Lifehouse, that we are people who will draw out of people the purposes of God. I pray that you've got people in your life already who, who will do that, who will call you out on things, who will see things inside of you and, and, and call you up, draw those things out. And if you've got those people in your life, bless you. Spend as much time as you can with them. If you don't, well, then maybe, maybe you need to look at yourself as well and think, am I doing that with other people? Because sometimes you attract what you are. Let's be real. Think about that. But also, uh, church is a great place to, to be with people of, of good character. I pray that that is the case for our church and I believe it to be. So if you're not yet connected in, church is still happening. Go to our website, life.house, click on join a life home um, so you can get connected in with people. It's so, so important because your company affects your character. And Honestly, it is so important for, for us to be able to have those conversations with people where, where those purposes and those things are, are drawn out of us. I would hate to think that anyone would, would go through life without knowing and understanding what their God-given purpose is, with, with their purpose remaining hidden whilst they're living and then eventually buried when they're buried. Like that, that would be so sad. And and that's why it's so important to, to join up with people and gather around people who have insight. I'm of the thought that, the, the train of thought that everyone has got purpose. That means you've got purpose. That God has placed purpose within your heart. And maybe there was a time in your life where those purposes were um, really evident to you. And you would talk about them. You got excited about them. You wanted to change the world. You had create, creative ideas of helping people and um, doing, doing, outworking those things that God's put inside of you. But maybe over the years you had people come up to you and, and, and say that you couldn't do it. Maybe you were even laughed out of the room. Maybe you had a knockback or multiple knockbacks and it just left you in a place where you thought, oh man, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. Maybe you've left it on the back burner. And if that's you this morning, I pray that, that God will begin to, to move something in your heart. 
And maybe you've never actually uncovered what it is that God has called you to. Maybe you've never recognized it or realized it. Maybe you have realized it. And at the moment you're like, yeah, I know what God's called me to do, but but inside you, you may be lacking a little bit of audacity to actually go out and do it. Wherever you stand, my prayer for you this morning is that God would, would begin to uncover and encourage and light a little fire inside of you saying, go out, pursue those things. I'm with you. We can, we can do this together. We can pursue the purposes that I've placed in, inside of you. My prayer is that Jesus Christ himself through the Holy Spirit will begin to draw out of you the things that he's drawn in you, the things that he's placed in your heart and purposed for you. That's my prayer this morning and I'm believing that that's going to happen at the end of this service. We're going to spend a bit of extra time standing up, praying together and, and I just encourage you to open up your mind, open up your heart to receive what God's saying. Maybe he's even stirring something up inside of you right now. Because, you know, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he, he is present. He is alive. He is here. He is, he is with us. So we're going to jump back to Acts and we're going to read a little bit more about what happens on what happened on, on the day of Pentecost. Uh, so basically after Peter had, uh, not Peter, we're just about to read about Peter. And um, anyway, um, basically after the disciples and everyone who was in the upper room had been filled with the Holy Spirit, they began speaking in tongues uh, and, and they were making such a racket that all these people from everywhere came and they were like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And a big crowd gathered that day. And after um, they yeah, were initially filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter and, and um, the disciples, they went out and they saw the crowd and, and, and Peter got, gets up and he begins to preach. And we're going to read that in Acts 2 uh, from verse 14. It says, then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice, come on somebody, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. Come on guys, it's only night in the morning, gosh. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet John. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So basically, I need to tell somebody this morning that we got company. You got company. You got the company of the Holy Spirit. When Paul read these words out, these words that were spoken and uttered by Joel all those years ago, the prophet Joel, as soon as he spoke them out and said, this is what's happening in the last days, it was an activation of the prophecy. The last days began. And right now you need to understand that you are living in the last days. And it says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people, on all people. So if you're a person this morning, that means you are living in the promise, in the days of the promise where we get to have an eternal and intimate relationship with God. We get to have eternal, intimate company with God. You got company. We got company. We have the company of God. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, right? Peter, this guy who just preached up this amazing message, right? Peter, before he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, before he was filled in the Holy Spirit, there was a time where he stood around a fire with a small group of people 
who influenced him to deny Jesus. But after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, man, Peter was filled with a fire and instead he stood in front of a large crowd and he influenced them to follow Jesus. Now that ain't a testimony to Peter. That is a testament of the power of God. That is a testament to the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit who can live inside of you if you but ask God to fill you up with the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit. In the last days, Jesus said, he said before he left, hey, it is better that I go. It's better that I leave so that I can send the Holy Spirit, so that I can send the friend, the advocate. I, I, I can send the, the helper, the Holy Spirit. It's actually better. And we are living in those days where we have eternal, intimate company with God. I don't know about you, but that makes me excited. We have company with God. And maybe right now you're, you're thinking and you're realizing that, that the people you've been hanging out with have actually caused you to sway a little bit. Maybe you realize that, that you've been swaying a bit with, with your morals. You've been swaying a bit with your convictions. You've been swaying a bit from the path that God wants you on, the path that he calls you to, to walk with him on. Well, let me tell you that it's the Holy Spirit who gives you the ability to stay when you want to sway. It's the Holy Spirit who gives you the ability to stay when you want to sway. Now, does that mean that the, the, the Holy Spirit then disregards the need that we have for community and good company? Absolutely no way. The Holy Spirit does not disregard the need that we have for community and good company. No, the Holy Spirit is actually the ultimate good company. The Holy Spirit is actually the, the ultimate fulfillment of community. Because unlike people who are both good and bad, unlike people who have both good and bad inside of them, God only has good. God only has, has perfection. He is perfection. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Unlike people who can hurt us, who can step us in the back, who can say that they'll be there for us and then they won't. The Holy Spirit, God will never do that. He is only good. He only has your best intentions in mind. And as Pastor Josh spoke so well last week, he says, if you tie yourselves to people, you can be swayed with, with the people. You can be swayed where they go. But if you tie yourself to Jesus, if you tie yourself to the cross, then you can remain steady and sure. Not swaying, but staying. Staying on the path. Staying in community, in union, one with God. It's, it's the company of Jesus that we need. It's the company of the Holy Spirit that we need. Proverbs 20 verse 5, which we've been talking about this morning, which says the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but the one who has insight draws them out. That is depicting an image of a well, saying that a person's heart is, is like this deep well. And the person, someone who has insight, has, has the ability to actually draw them out like one would draw water from the well. This morning, I want you to know that Jesus, he is the eternal, everlasting well. And he says it in, um, in John 4, which we're going to read. There's a point where um, Jesus is speaking with a Samaritan woman. Um, yeah, at a well. And he says, he says to her, we're going to read it in John 4, verse 13. 
He says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Speaking of the, the physical well that was there. He says, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring, a well of water, welling up, springing up to eternal life. I love that it says, the water I give them will become in them. Jesus says, it will become in them a well. It will become in them a spring. And basically this is saying, you might have heard it said before, that we don't need to go from, from, from job to partner to money to, to um, influence to try and find fulfillment. But it's also saying that we don't actually need to go from an anointed church service to cool worship music to, to great message to actually have this like spiritual high. No, all we need is the Holy Spirit. All we need is to understand that Jesus actually paid a great price so that he can release the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit took the cap off of, of the presence with God. It actually means now, as Jesus said, that we can actually not just have the purposes of God welling up inside of us, but you can have the presence of God welling up inside of you. And that's through the Holy Spirit. You can have the presence of God welling up inside of you. We spoke before about um, good company and bad company and how, how the Holy Spirit, how God is the best company, that he is the ultimate fulfillment of good company. There is good company and there is bad company in that. That company affects character. And the Bible actually says that everyone has sinned. That everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. And if we recognize that in ourselves, if we recognize that, that when it comes to God, who is perfect, who is completely holy, that we are actually bad company to God's good character. But you see, Jesus loves you so much that he still wanted to have company. He still wanted your company. And so he made a way. That's why Jesus Christ came. That's why he died on the cross. That's why he, he, he came and he actually took on our bad. He took on our bad company. He took on our sin. He took on our evilness. And he, he actually bore that. He, he wore that before his father. He became the sacrifice so that we can be completely covered by him. So that we can walk with full assurance into the presence of God. Having that union and that community with God because we are covered by him. And all we need to do is acknowledge to Jesus that we want him and that we need him. And he comes into our life and, and we, we have that beautiful, eternal relationship with him. And if you've never made that decision before and this morning you're saying, I want to make that decision. I want Jesus in my life. I long for the company with God. I long to, to, to have the Holy Spirit welling up inside of me, the purposes and the presence of God welling up inside me. Can I tell you, all you need to do is say to God, have a conversation with God and say, God, I want you. God, I need you. It's as simple as that. And if you're with your life home or a small group right now, why don't we just close our eyes and allow people a chance to respond. And I would encourage you to even say these words out loud. God, I want you. God, I need you. 
come into my life. That's all you got to pray. And, and if that is your prayer this morning, I encourage you tell somebody about us. Uh, sorry, tell somebody about it. And we also want to know as well. And you can do that by clicking on my response on our website because this is just the, the beginning of, um, of your relationship with him. It's a daily thing. It's a, it's a moment by moment, beautiful thing that we, we want to help you with. And so really from, from here on out, we want to, we want to pray. We're going to stand up together. So why don't, you, why don't you stand up? Let's just do this together because I really felt that there's going to be a few things that God's going to do inside your heart. There's going to be a few things that, that He wants to do, some purposes that He wants to remind you of. Maybe there's some, some company that He's going to uh, say, actually, you know, you need to think about that. You need to think about the people that you're spending time with. I believe this morning that God also wants to baptize people in the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit before, I believe that God's going to do that. My testimony, I think I said this before, my testimony revolved around when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. The moment I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I began to speak in this, this new language and I was a little bit unsure about it. I'm like, what, what's going on? But for me, that was the moment when God became real to me. For me, that was the moment when I, I went from being a spectator to a partaker. God went from being a good thing to being my everything. And so I'm really praying that that there's going to be someone out there, a few people out there this morning who receive the Holy Spirit, get baptized in His Holy Spirit, begin speaking that new language, which can seem a little bit scary, I understand. Um, but it is, it's God. It's a good thing. So let's stand if you're not already standing. Even if you're watching this service by yourself, I encourage you to stand up, uh, to join with us in prayer, just like they did in Acts 2. They, they all were gathering together. They gather together to, to pray and we're going to be doing that as well this morning. So I want to lead you in a few different prayers. And the first the first one um, is, is who's at your table? I've talked about it a lot at the beginning. Who's sitting at your table? Maybe you've recognized that, that there are some specific people who have been making you sway. Um, and sometimes there is that practical thing that we need to do where we actually do need to put a little bit of distance in. Not saying to hate people, not saying to... Um, to totally walk out. I know that in some cases that maybe that is the case, but that's why we've also got the Holy Spirit who gives us discernment and understanding about what we need to do and the decisions that we need to make. So I'm going to pray. And why don't you pray with me? Holy Spirit, right now, we just ask that you begin to illuminate within us. If there's anyone that... Um, yeah, if there's any company that is good, let us know. We want to be spending more time with them. If there's any company, Lord Jesus, that we actually, and I know this is this is a bit of a touchy subject, but God, I just pray if there is any company that we do need to maybe um, not allow them to have a seat at our heart. Maybe they're still going to be in our lives. Maybe they're still going to be in our worlds, but we need to make the decision to not let them actually affect our heart and, and, and shape our character. We just ask that you um, you illuminate that now within us, that we'll understand that you'll give us strength to have conversations that we need to have. Maybe we need to be the ones who are calling out other people and saying, hey, I see this purpose inside of you and actually begin to, to influence them rather than being influenced ourselves. We just ask God that you'll give us that, um, that ability and that drive to do that in Jesus' name. 
in Jesus' name. Hey, the second thing that I want to uh, pray for is the Holy Spirit. If you've never received the Holy Spirit, we're just going to dive into it straight away. And if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, like like what happened on the, the day of Pentecost, if you want to receive Him and, and have Him living inside of you, if you've already received Jesus, you've already got the Holy Spirit inside of you. But when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's like an activation. It's an activation of the Holy Spirit. He begins to move within you, like this living water bubbling up, this, this well, uh, this spring of water. And so right now, if you want to receive that, if there's anyone in the room with you who's wanting to receive, why don't you just reach out your hands? And if, if there's someone next to you who's reaching out their hands, why don't you just pop a hand on their shoulder and we're going to pray with them together. And we just, we just, yeah, we're just going to go for it. Let's, let's pray. Holy Spirit, you know everyone right now who's reaching out to you and saying, Jesus, I want you, Holy Spirit, I want to be baptized by you. I want to be filled up with your Holy Spirit. And I just ask in Jesus' name that you will baptize your children, that you'll baptize your sons, that you'll baptize your daughters, that you'll fill them up with rivers of living water, with that eternal well that will just bubble up out inside of them. And if, if you're leaning in and you're asking God to fill you up with the Holy Spirit right now, why don't you just begin to thank him? Why don't you just begin to say, thank you, Jesus. Will you fill me up? Even just keep repeating it for a little while. And sometimes you'll notice that the Holy Spirit, he will begin to change your words from from natural to supernatural, just begin praying and, and asking God to, to fill me up. So Holy Spirit, will you do what only you can do? It's a work of the Holy Spirit. We have your have we have your way right now inside our hearts, inside our lives, in, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And if, if you're praying for the Holy Spirit to fill you up, we're gonna be worshiping after. There's one more thing I want to pray for you, but just keep just keep asking him. Sometimes it takes a little while. Uh, and that's and that's all good. But the third thing that I wanted to pray with you guys for is purpose. It's your purpose. And um, like I, I listed before that maybe you uh, once felt you knew your heart's purposes, uh, but then they've grown dim. Maybe you're in the boat where you felt like you've never known. You've never known what, what God is calling you to and what he wants for you. And thirdly, maybe you do know, but you just need a little bit of a push. You know what I'm saying? You, you need a little bit uh, a little bit more audacity in your life. Uh, whatever it is, if that's you this morning, if you're wanting a little bit of direction, a little bit of oomph, let's, let's just reach out our hands again and, and, and ask Holy Spirit to do what only he can do. So Jesus, we just ask right now that you, you've got the greatest insight. Let's just acknowledge that for a moment. Proverbs 20 verse 5 talks about the one who has insight will draw out the purposes. God, you have the most insight. You have the most insight to our lives. And so right now, Jesus, I ask that you'll begin to draw out those purposes, that you'll begin to draw out of us the things that you've drawn into us. Right now, will you just make it clear? Will you place names in our minds? Will you place places in our minds? Will you place people in our minds? Will you place things, initiatives, creative ideas? Lord God, will you, uh, we ask that you'll do that, that you'll just start to draw that out right now in Jesus' name. Make it obvious. Sometimes, God, we need you to make things a little bit obvious. We can be a little bit thick so please God will you make it obvious will you draw it out God we thank you that not only do you fill us with purpose but you also fill us with your presence and so God I just pray for everyone who's who's um, listening right now I just ask Lord God that they'll know your purpose and that they'll know your presence you are the best company that we could ever ask for and we thank you for that Jesus Christ we thank you that you made a way that you laid down your life so that we could know you intimately, eternally. We could walk with you. You are the best, Jesus, and we thank you. We thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for joining us this week. If you wish to connect with us, please send an email to info at life.house or come and see us at 170 Adelaide Road, Murray Bridge. And remember, the door is always open for you at Lifehouse. God's house, our home.